Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters. Money doesn't sleep unless you have it in a 0.01% savings account. <laughs> My name is Thomas and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you and what are you drinking today? Great, man. It's a snow day here in New York, so I am home. Uh, I heard about that. Looking at the the feet of snow in my backyard, and I am not (laughs) doing work, which is a great Tuesday. (laughs) I am Uh, definitely doing work. Yeah, I know. Have you you gotten the snow yet or not? I, like, don't pay attention to the news or weather. So snow came, and, I mean, there's, like, a little bit happening, not worth discussing. It all all happened overnight. Mm. But uh, it was cool. They sent us home early from work because they didn't know if, like, the subway would run and shit. Damn. Yeah, man. Dude, so you know how uh, I was like blizzard all the time, winter's hell? Mm. So I think it was yesterday or two days ago maybe. It was like 55. I was out in a hoodie. It was it was perfect. What? Also, I'm just scared for the planet, but it was perfect. <laughs> it was the perfect the time. <laughs> Man, we haven't had hoodie weather for a while. That's like my favorite weather. All right. Yeah, but- it was it was awesome. I just want to say because I, the bottle is that well, so the bottle's cool and the beer is cool. It's okay. Hitachi no, Hitachi no, Nest beer. It has like this like owl on it. It's a Wait, white. Isn't it Hatachino? Is is that how you say it? Yeah. It looks like it, it, I think is that that's what Japanese yeah. Japan? Yes, product of Japan. Dude, it's I a, had that beer on the show. Did you? Is that where you got the idea? No, I just was there. I was looking. I was like, this bottle looks cool. I'll try it. You seriously don't remember? We've done an episode where I was drinking that beer. <laughs> well, dude, I'm following your footsteps was, unknowingly. Yeah, it was the one we had to redo because I remember having like saying twice that I wanted to eventually do this opening in Japanese. That <gasps> oh, and that's yeah. what inspired you? Well, there you go. So, yeah. so here we have a reoccurring beer. It's good. <laughs> it is. Dude, it's so easy to drink. It's, and it's just like it's tasty, smooth. I, yes, I can see myself crushing quite a few of these. I got a bomber, so I got a long. I got uh, I got some Penny Whistle Bavarian style wheat ale. I think Ooh. it might be local potentially. Maybe it's not. I really uh, like the wheat ales. Yeah, I'm trying to. S- oh yeah, yeah. It's Back Pocket Brewing, which is uh, it's basically the town that Anna is from, which is Coralville, Iowa. Well, she's from Iowa oh, City, okay. but Coralville pretty much bleeds into it. Huh. But. Yeah, every time like every time we go to this hotel for a convention, the back pocket brew is like right next to it, so we go eat there and get their beer. Ah, it's pretty good stuff. That's awesome. But yeah, hey guys, so today's catchphrase is money doesn't sleep unless you have it in a point zero one savings account. And that was from I don't know if I'm gonna pronounce this right, Thias CPA. <laughs> uh, who I also will will say pointed out that I was right about the IRA and, and 401 k Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I totally so, bombed. Look that, at yeah. the whippersnapper. <laughs> I, I corrected you nerd. incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm still like kind of uh, shaky on that whole thing. So maybe we'll have to do an episode kind of clearing up the the muddy water. You know, but oh we're, we're, so, no, no, I want to jump in, but real quick, like we were looking through like Laura and I all the stuff we created, and I feel like we have some like retirement things. Where we haven't really like laid out a retirement plan, like like how like this is how you can actually get there. Like yes, you save money, but like what else? So maybe yeah. we'll cover a little bit more in something like that. Yeah, we should probably do one for like a like a typical retirement plan. I want to do too. I don't yeah. think like money mustache style. 
push no, guitar no. by 30 stuff is going to be typical stuff. I mean, you know, I would love to do it. See, but... that's the thing is like we, we're going to do the typical <laughs> one, but we're absolutely going to do the early one because I, I have high aspirations. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so hey, if you've got catchphrases you want us to read on the show, no matter how embarrassing they may be, uh, send them over to us on Twitter. We're at Money Matters Man over there, or you can uh, shoot them over to our Facebook page as well. I believe that's just facebook.com slash listen money matters, right? Yep. Cool. So today um, we're going to sort of wade into the uh, the side hustle thing a little bit. Oh no, you said it. You said that terrible. Uh-oh. I mean, Uh-oh. I don't Did care. Did I say the word hustle? <laughs> uh oh. I don't hate that word, man. I don't hate I either like, because, like, damn, do you have to hustle? You really do. It's not yeah, easy. I, I think a lot of people overuse it. Uh, every time I hear it, I just get reminded of my wrestling coach <laughs> in high school. And dude, high school wrestling sucks because they like never give you water breaks. And they just work you to the bone. I just remember kids wearing like three jackets and like running up and down the hallway. They're like, I'm going to sweat the weight out. I'm like, all right, dude. Like, I'm just going to go eat a candy bar and play video games. <laughs> you want me to tell you a story that's probably going to make you cringe? Yeah. So the year after I got out of wrestling, I think they like insti- like brought in this rule where you couldn't drop a weight class like below what you weighed in at when you started the season or something like that. But that rule wasn't a thing. When I was in eighth grade or ninth grade, I think. So we were preparing for a tournament. It was a home tournament. Mm-hmm. And I was in the 152 weight class. And uh, we had all these teams coming in, like three or four teams from around the state. And they had nobody to wrestle me in 152. Not a person. Like no one that was that light or just no one was in that like there band just, of... Right, yeah. Because there's a lot of different weight classes. And so at there, you know, there were people at 145. There were people at 163, I think it's. Mm-hmm. But nobody at 152, which is what I was at. So the coach is like, you're not going to wrestle tomorrow unless you can somehow get down to 145. Hmm. <laughs> That's what? And I was 152 that night. And I lost seven pounds in a night. How, dude, it how is that even? thing ever. What'd you do? Like just um, sit in a sauna? Did not eat. Well, we did this, we did this like weird thing. I don't remember what they called it, but like. All the whole team would like huddle around you and you'd be in the middle and then everyone starts doing up downs and like just generating tons of heat to sweat it all out. So you do that <laughs> and you go home. Uh, I gave myself one little bathroom cup of water, nothing else to eat or drink. And then I went to bed and then I, I went to the school like two hours early with like three jackets, as you said, snow pants, ski mask, oh. scarf over my head and just ran in between like sessions of trying to pee and spit the weight out. And I got oh. down to 144.9. Oh my so God. So I was in the tournament. I probably ate like five pounds of food. And, after and that. the guy took you down in two seconds because you had like no energy, like no liquids in your body. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I got my shit rocked. Both matches, just no energy. So Damn. yeah, lesson learned. Don't you, you participated in ass beating though. You got you got that. Yeah, I did. Don't don't drop seven pounds in a night and then try to do a really, really intensive sport. <laughs> That's brutal, dude. That's a lesson learned. Um, but hey, that goes back to teenage years, and I think that's when I started doing my own side hustle things. But I want to know side mm. hustle, uh, side income. Let's just call it that. All right, because I'm sure people, you know, people have jobs and everything, but they want to maybe, you know, at least look into the possibility of adding side incomes. And look, that, what that's I want to know the is whole what thing. Was like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What was your first experience with like side income, or just like not, I guess, not employment income, or maybe it was a second job. I don't so. Know. Um, in like one of, I think it was like the first episode of the podcast or something. I, I, I unveiled maybe more than I expected that I would, but, uh, my first side hustle was actually in middle school 
and I sold porn to kids, to, to guys. <laughs> I, I would, it was like AOL like, times. Like, the, like your age? Yeah, like my age, like Not in my like classes and stuff. I was like, hey, like, have, have you seen porn? I have porn. I printed, I had like a old printer, so the quality wasn't even that good. And basically I, I'd go into like AOL chat rooms yeah. and like you would have to trade for images because okay. the internet speed was so slow. It was dial up. Where, like, you would say, like, I have, um, I don't know, like, a Jenna Jameson. And then some do, like, okay, like, I have, like, this other porn star or something. And you would trade. It would take 30 minutes to download a single image. Wow. And if your image wasn't good, they would never trade with you again. So you had to always be. <laughs> so I'd get all these images. I'd print them out. And I'd sell them for a quarter in, like, the bathroom and shit. That reminds me, there's like a Simpsons episode where the comic book guy is just like waiting for the picture to load. <laughs> it's taking like half an hour. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever had to deal with that. At least but, not not that bad. Like, damn kids with your fast internet. God, it took, <laughs> took us hours to jerk off before. So so what, like 12 years old? Then? Uh, no, old? no. Uh, 11 years uh, old? I think I was like in, um, yeah, actually maybe. I think you're right. You mm. know, I think it was like 12 years old. I was like, that's way too young. But, um, hey, to make a dollar, man. Getting know. into the adult entertainment industry that's before right. you're even an adult. That's right. Well, what was your first? Uh, mine was a little bit more legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 13, I printed out a bunch of flyers that just said, I will mow your lawn. And then my parents were like, you need to differentiate yourself a little bit. So I was like, I'll also clean up your dog poop. <laughs> and, and I just went and stuck them on doors like all over the neighborhood and waited for calls. And did it work? I got two people, yeah. So my first little side hustle was just I would I would literally get my parents push lawnmower out of the shed and push it a mile and a half to oh. this person's house. And how much did they pay you? <laughs> uh, I think they paid me like thirty five dollars. That's not for, like, bad as a kid. That's up. actually pretty good. Yeah, and I I thought it was like I was like, am I scamming them or something? But my parents were like, well, you're also cleaning up their dog stuff, and they don't want to deal with that. So yeah. And, and now I realize as, as being an older person, like 35 bucks to mow my lawn, yeah, I would pay that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no it's question, like... <laughs> Get and, some uh, kid to do like it, they're... I'll go play Civ. Yeah, I get that that first uh, client and then the, their neighbor ended up hiring me as well. So that was cool. And I ended up doing that, you know, like on and off all throughout high school. When I graduated high school, I was not yet 18 because mm. I'm like the baby of the class. So, like, between that and then having to go to college in three months, basically nobody would hire me for a summer job. But, dude, I, I want to ask <laughs> you, why Why did you do this? Like, so why did you, like, offer to, like, mow people's lawns? Like, were you saving for something? Were you just, like, I'm an, like, I, you're just, like, a mini entrepreneur? Like, you're, like, compelled to do this for no reason? I think if I remember correctly, I just wanted money at the time. Mm. Like, see, I remember the first job I ever got was detasseling corn, which you probably don't know i know that well no you said on an episode i was like okay i was like what the uh yeah so with that i wanted to buy a metal ddr pad with that money but this was before that and i don't even know if i had anything specific i wanted to buy maybe like playstation games or something buy independence from your parents right yeah maybe that (laughs) maybe i need to go to the dollar store and buy candy i don't know (laughs) i wanted money for something otherwise i wouldn't have pushed a lawnmower that far um but it wasn't a bad gig, actually. When I got into high school, I could drive the lawn more places. And then I had one dude who had a big lawn, so he paid me like 60 bucks. Oh, that's awesome. Every time I mowed it. But it was like three acres. So. Dude, so what else did you do? Uh, For side stuff? Yeah. 
let's see here. I think for the most part after uh, that one was all jobs except for eventually. So 11th grade, I was in math class. And for the past like a um, few years, maybe I think when I was 12, I learned HTML. Mm. So I don't know how young you were, but that was when I started I learned learning. It in I high like, school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had like GeoCities page builder, right? Oh, I was Back all then. over that, dude. So I like Angel Fire. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I made a website for a band that I had never even listened to. Because <laughs> when you're a kid, you want to fit in. And there was like this forum for this other band I listened to. And like the cool people on the forum were all into this other band. And like I couldn't find their music, but I liked the logo and I thought that those people were cool. So I like made a GeoCity site. And I, at the time, like I think it was like the most comprehensive fan site for the band that existed that you had, had never heard. <laughs> and one day, I like I found one of their CDs and I bought it, and I hated it. <laughs> you're you're like the like epitome of like a, a nerd at the time. You're just like making shit for, like for no reason. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hey, it's a skill that parlayed into one of your other side yes. hustles. Which became your your main hustle. Well, yeah. And if so that's this, what they call it. This turned into like an actual side hustle because, you know, the GeoCities thing, eventually the drag and drop thing, you know, you outgrow it. Mm. So I found this site called WebMonkey and I started learning HTML and all that stuff. Uh, you know, never did anything serious with it until 11th grade. I was in math class and one of my friends was like, hey, I know HTML too. And I was like, dude, you want to start a business making websites? I think we waited until I graduated. But uh, when that- I graduated... That's how I started. Like that was like my main yeah. thing was like in in college or whatever. It was like, oh yeah, make websites for people because no one had to, knew how to make websites, and they'd pay no, you like I an remember, obscene. They still will pay you an obscene amount of money to make a website. They will, but I remember your story, hmm. and you said that you like took payment in cigars or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, so well, like we didn't know how to get like the hardest part was like getting clients, and like so we would go down oh, to, like the main yeah. street like in our town. And went to a pizza place, and like we did their thing because pizza place is all in cash, so they they had like tons of cash, to, like pay us, mm. T- tons of like fifteen hundred dollars, whatever. It wasn't wasn't like crazy. And um, hey, when you're a kid, that's a lot. Oh yeah, in college, I was like, oh, I'm a baller. Not only do I have like, I, it's <laughs> like I just have cash, so I'm a baller. And uh, we we went to a cigar place, and they needed it. They had like multiple locations and stuff, so we did this whole crazy dynamic thing, and. The guy who was like, he was like a, a pro negotiator, and we were just like two dumb kids doing a website. He gave us, we want to charge him, like, I think it was like 3K. And he's like, well, I can give you $800, and I can give you the rest in cigars. And we're like, that sounds like a great deal. <laughs> and so I smoked. So I, I probably shaved like 20 years off of my life that summer. Just so I, I would venture, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would venture to say that you probably didn't get $2,200 worth of cigars. No, no. Like, it's not even. <laughs> and the thing is, like, because then you get, like, fancy cigars. You'll get, like, one that's, like, $100. But, you know, we're kids. We don't know the difference between. And I, I don't even know if anyone knows there's between a $100 and a $20 cigar. But. You know, it's really interesting to me, like, the, the value we place on things, like, above their real dollar value. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. If, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but like uh, Tim Ferriss was hiring. He has a page on a site where he's like hiring editor, right. and he doesn't mention pay, but he like anyway he says it is a paid position. But you also might get to like meet me, and I, maybe I'll send you a nice bottle of tequila or something. You had and said in like, the Charles Whelan episode, yeah, that's right, yeah. Like I just I want like, the tequila. I was like, I feel like if he had just put, I'll send you fifty bucks, 
it would be a little less compelling than I'll send you a really interesting bottle of tequila, man. I was I was actually listening Same to value. that episode, and I was listening to you say that, and I'm like, ah, maybe I should do that with Listen Money Matters. Like, I should offer, like, I will send you my favorite rum, which is Kraken rum. But, uh, you know. That's then, your favorite rum? I, I really like that rum a lot. Anna it, likes it, too. It's, it's like, feels like it's expensive, though, because I, I drink rum in such quantities. I get, the like, a huge handle of, like, um... Ah oh, shit! Oh, oh, Bacardi of like Bacardi, like white or whatever. Okay. And um, just cracking like is very expensive compared. You know, you know, rum's just kind of cheap overall. It is, which makes sense for how it's made, because it's like it's the one liquor that's literally made with a waste byproduct. So, oh really? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like it's made from molasses, and that's just the like the runoff from the sugar making process. Huh. So, you know, I don't know exactly how it's made now, but that was traditionally how rum started being made in, like, the uh, the Caribbean and stuff like that. So, so and it, it got really popular because it's cheap. And it was, like, the main drink of Americans before whiskey took over. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. It's part I of actually prefer rum over, over vodka and I don't know Over why. whiskey? Over, you know, ah, just, see, I like bourbon, like bourbon whiskey or okay. like rye whiskey. Like, uh, lately I've been hardcore into that. But mm. if you talk to me like two, one to two years ago, I was all rum all the time. Like, that was it. Huh, okay. For whatever reason, I don't much enjoy rum, at least not on its own. I'm uh, that like classy where I just drink cheap sugar runoff. That's my, uh,. <laughs> 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 we've like offended the rum people i didn't know i was running drinking sugar runoff you can pretend like you're a pirate so you know that's good but here's the yeah. thing with Make like sure you spread some lime in there hell yeah then you're a real pirate dude here's the thing <laughs> so like the whole side hustle side income thing uh you know it has like all this like glory attached with it and you know obviously like the guy who created uber is going to be super rich and stuff and People have these like crazy dreams, and and I think that like in reality, it's it's so not that, right? Mm. Like CIG now supports you, which is yep. awesome, but it was a side thing originally. Yeah, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like you just kind of wanted to make like it's like you could work more hours at your job or get another job, or you just could you, like use your spare time to try and earn it, you know, at home or something. Is that yeah? Yeah, and I mean, specifically for CIG, it wasn't even meant to be an income-producing thing at, at all, you know, for the first good long while of it. Um, well, like what, first... what made that switch? Because you were getting decent traffic, like, pretty quickly. Well, actually, you know, for about a year, it was, like, getting almost nothing. Um, and then the, the life hacker thing happened, and I think the first thing that opened my eyes, and I thought this was spam, and I often think back to, like, what if I had deleted this message instead of, instead of uh, going for it? was this marketing company reached out to me and they were like, uh, Adobe wants to do a promotion with you for college students. Mm. So like you could give away, we're going to have you like do a contest on your site if you want to do it where you can give away a copy of the master suite. And like as part of the deal, we're going to give you a copy of the master suite as well. And I was like, that costs over $2,000. That's awesome. You want to give me that because I, I want that. Blog? So like that was, that was like kind of like what flipped the switch. Like, Oh, you can do this and make money. Like it wasn't money. I wasn't getting paid for it, mm. but they gave me something that in my mind costs more than I could ever afford as a student. So, and then later I, I did more campaigns with them. And at one point, like I, I had to submit a proposal and like a marketing plan. They paid me to do it. 
And I was like, okay, you can actually make money from this. Um, maybe I'll like look into doing that. And I don't think I ever had like, I, at that point it wasn't like dreams of, of, uh, making it a career, but I was like, uh, if I could do cool things where I can travel and like go to LA and go to their conference or something, instead of like staying at home at on campus for a weekend, then I'm going to do it. <laughs> and so I think that's, that was like the initial kind of push that really took it from just like a side hobby to like, I'm going to sink a ton of time into it. It still wasn't even like a purely profit motivated thing. It was like, this thing creates interesting things in my life. Was this the first so. thing that you really did with like seriousness and, and built into it? Like, like with the thought of making it a business or did you also like, I don't know, try and do like a dog social network or something <laughs> like, you know, something like that to make money. Like what Mark was your book? No, I had a mustache social network mustache book. At, le- at least I, 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 I'd venture to say that it's more likely mustaches will respond on the internet than dogs. But <laughs> Yeah, that was actually, uh, I, I made mustache book because I had to learn, what was it, what is it called? Buddy Press, I think it is. Mm. Like yeah, the, yeah. the social network plugin for WordPress. I had to like learn that for a job that I was doing. So I just made a stupid mustache, like social network and then shared it with my friends. Um, you know, back in when I, in high school when I graduated and me and my partner did the the web design thing, I kind of like had ideas that maybe I could eventually build this into something that was substantial. So that mm. was sort of my first like uh, business aspiration. And to be honest, mm. one of the main reasons that I like didn't pursue it further is because the tax thing and like the finance thing intimidated me so much. Mm. Like there was no good resource out there that could just like definitively tell, tell me here's how to set up a system for taxes and everything. Um, it was just like, oh my god! It's so, I have to itemize everything. I have to like do quarterly. I don't even know what that is, and it kind of just like pushed me into this <laughs> idea where I would just have jobs instead. But I did about it is seven, scary. eight, or nine projects. Yeah. Well, you know, so actually, you know, it was pretty. It was really good experience working with clients and everything. Yeah, cl- client work is definitely challenging because you have like this vision of like what it should be and like you know that like what is in your head is like so much better (laughs) but they they want like no like and i want an animated gif as my logo and you're like (laughs) ah kill me (laughs) it was tough for me at the time because you know i was not a pro at all Mm. like i was a high school student who had like learned a bit of html a bit of css teensy bit of javascript that i knew how to move things around in fireworks and then, you know, at the time when you're 17 years old, 18 years old, you're like, that's enough to build professional websites for businesses. So, and, you I, know, I think I, I created good things, but I don't think I was ever at the point where I felt like good enough to where a client's suggestions were just to be scoffed at. Dude, like there's like GeoCities, which is like, you know, mm-hmm. lowest possible thing yeah. ever or like your default AOL page back in the day. But I don't know when you were 17, when I was 17, if, if I remember correctly, there weren't like these tools like WordPress and stuff that exists now, or maybe it was just not that prolific where like, mm. if you wanted to make something like you kind of just had to make it, you know, like you had to use yeah. HTML and whatever. Now, like you have an idea for a blog, like you don't have to be a coder at all. Like yep. everything exists. Yeah. When I was 17, I think WordPress did exist, but it was just for blogging and it was very young, not that great. Now you can make, basically whatever you want with it look um, uh, so so real quick because i because i think we kind of like digressed into stories <laughs> and, and i want to like reel it back in for like the the point is um 
you you had like an, a very envious situation where you kind of grew this thing and then it started like making money and like it became your job and and I I hope for that personally but when I started listen money matters I felt like where I was work wise I was starting to like reach the max of what I might earn you mm. know I'm like I was like getting very close to that and I was like well I want to make more you know because I want to retire early and blah blah blah. So for me, doing something Listen Money Matters was a way, like, if I can't grow my full-time job's income further, I could use my spare time to build a thing that could probably eclipse that income, but will at least earn me some money, you know, so I'll be able to grow my overall salary. Yeah. And I think it's, like, an awesome approach to kind of get out of, you know, retire earlier or or retire. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's funny because, like, Going, you know, I've been blogging for four and a half years now. Um, the advice I had always heard, like this kind of thing, like you know, listen, money matters as content business, was that you can't get in, like, can't get into it with a profit motive. You have to get into it with like a like a love motive. Mm. And I think you're like one of the few people who I think started it with a business in mind at first, without like investors or anything, and actually has kind of built it up to a successful position. Um, and I think most people who, but you probably, I think you like money enough. Well, see, I think that's the that weird like thing is I, I created it to make money and the goal was to teach him how to make money. Like, you know, so it was like, like kind of like, like yeah. yeah, like the, the act of me creating this thing was like was pure because it was also like what I was going to teach. Right. You know? um, yeah, I think I think the thing that like these this advice, you know, that's thrown out a lot is trying to help people do is to avoid burnout. Mm. You know, and if you get into something Which is that very you real. don't care about but you just want to make money off of then you're going to burn out before you're successful most likely so so i'll give an example and and the dude's probably listening so i know this guy robbie he used to live in new york he worked with laura cool guy he became like obsessed with like working out to like the most extreme degree of being obsessed with working out like <laughs> robbie if you're listening like chill the fuck out but <laughs> but like he he has been doing it a lot he learned a lot and you know, he was a fan of Listen My Matter. He's like, oh, you can make money doing this. And so he went, like, he he's a dude who wants to make money and save money and whatever. So he created this thing based on his passion. I think it's called, like, side the Side Quest Podcast or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so, like, his was purely, I mean, you know, it was purely motivated to make money, but he knows so much about, like, working out. And he obviously has his own take where it's as long as, like, he is, honest and true in like how he creates his thing and like tries to like serve people and help them. Like I, I think he could still be successful. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a different situation because he, that's the thing he's already passionate about. You know, I, I think that's kind of where you need to start. Like if it's going to be something that's going to consume that much time and take mm. that much, like that many months or years to be successful. Cause that's the one thing with a, a business type like this there's not really uh, you know, a huge prospect of making money for the most part right away. You know, you know I think like the money the comes first. at like 1.5 years. And the thing is that mm. weeds out quite a lot of people. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. I, I want to be perfectly honest. Is like It is a damn lot of work to do this. But I will not say that it is like inherently difficult to do it. And I think that if you could do it and like survive through the one and a half year point, like you will make money and my impression is like making money doing this is like really easy i i feel but like you have to get past like that wall 
which is probably not even the year point. It's like eight months you want to give up. You're like, mm. I spend so much time doing this. It's a pain in the ass. No one's reading it. No one cares. Yeah, I guess at least for me, I would say it's not hard to do most of the things we do, but it is hard to do them well. Mm. It's hard to do them to a degree where you stand out from like the chaff. But here's the thing is like you did it for, dude, you did it for a year and a half. Then you started making money. Like how many articles did you write like in that time? And, you know, it's like, okay, you know, there's like uh, in two weeks, like almost 10,000 people will listen to us like just talking on a mic. And in the beginning, there was almost no one. And but the thing is, is there's like almost 300 episodes between now and then. So it's like you slowly build the following, but you also figure out how to like do it. Exactly. That's the thing. And that's why I like your 1.5 year thing, because after if you really put in consistent effort for a year and a half, and if you don't, it's going to be longer. If you do, then you're going to be good at it just by virtue of having put in enough time, you know, equal odds roll, that kind of Mm. thing. But so that's the thing, like it's easy to do, quote unquote, but to do it well to a degree where you're going to stand out because any any Joe Schmo can do it, then you need to put in that much effort. You know, but I don't want to talk specific. I don't want to talk like solely about this kind of business because you know side no. side businesses are not just content businesses. You know, you could mm. like I said, I did I did freelance web design work. That was something where I was making money within the first month. You know, as long as I had the prerequisite skills, which I did, all I had to do was find the clients. If anything, I think the the content approach is is the harder, longer approach. Yeah, if you could build a, a product <laughs> or something, yeah. You know, like if you're like, you know, I always want to um, wear a blanket when I'm on the couch, but then I get up to get my tea and it it falls off me. If only I have like a blanket that's also like clothes, maybe call it like a Snuggie. That'd be amazing. You know, and so you make this like thing that's like ridiculous and then you're a millionaire, you know. uh, Right. So so it's like two different approaches. Obviously, you have to be so brilliant to come up with Snuggie, but... Or you could do something that doesn't require you to invent, you know, a smash hit product or build a huge audience. You know, there's any number of things you could do to just help people on a small scale and make money. Like yeah. you, most of it's going to be client based. Like you can, I guess there's there's a lot of ways you can provide value. Um, Josh Kaufman has a book called The Personal MBA, and in there there's like a there's like a, a section that talks about the twelve different types of value. Mm. And uh, you know, it's a good thing to look over those because I think it kind of. It shows how you can provide value in more ways than just one. Like you can sell a product or you can sell a subscription or you can sell advice or you can provide a service. You know, there's all sorts of things. So you don't have to think like in this box of I have to create a business or I have to have this content platform or I have to sell a product. You know, you can say, what am I good at? Is that something that people would pay money to have me do for them? You know, you know. uh like on that thought, because like, yeah, like there's always like that, that product thing or maybe you're going to like you have a podcast and whatever so um my web hosting sucks for listen money matters i'm using media temple never use them shittiest host ever they wouldn't refund me 30 dollars for some it's just i'll spare you the dramatics i'm moving to another host Mm. and when i moved to media temple it took me like the the weekend to do it like i worked hardcore all weekend there's all this like little stuff now Listen to My Matters is, is like making a little bit of money and I have work to focus on, my other job. So I'm like, I don't want to do this. And there's a company called Fanti- Fantastique or some weird whatever. And they're going to do it all for me for like $99. And it is so worth it for me based mm-hmm. on my time to do it. And here these dudes, they didn't 
create some informational thing like a podcast to teach me how to migrate or whatever. They didn't create a hosting platform or some sort of product. They're just they're just a bunch of guys who are going to go log into one host, copy all the shit over to the other one. They've probably done it so much they're good at it. So it's like it, it's almost like the car mechanic for the web. Yeah. You know, and so you could you could sell like your time and services, but like for a premium. Yeah, just take something you're really good at, and then if you can find a group of people for whom it is worth it to offload that, you know, you can scale it a lot better than they can. Then they're going to pay you, and you don't even have to have a business to do this. Like technically, Meg, my podcast editor, she mm-hmm. is a student. You know, she has a regular part time job, and then working for me is kind of like a side thing. She's working for me. You know, I guess she's not technically an employee; she's a contractor, but. Mm-hmm. It's like I reached out. I said, "Hey, I need help." She reached out and said, "Oh, I can help you with that." That is, I think, it's technically a side thing. You know, yeah. maybe it's not like a business side business, and she probably couldn't build it into her own thing. Like on my platform, maybe she'd need to move away you know, eventually. But see, but, like I, I hear these things, and I immediately envision how it could like, like, so she could start <laughs> with you, and then you know, you have connections to all these other people, and she could be like, I'm looking for more business. And then they could, yeah. they could, you know, you could redirect her to someone like, oh, she does my podcast, she does awesome. All of a sudden, she has a few. Then she doesn't have enough time to take on more. So she hires someone and teaches them what she does, you know, and, and takes a cut. And, you know, she could grow a podcast editing. Con- and I'm sure there's a, a market for it because most people don't know how to do this shit. Yeah. Or, or, or I mean... To play devil's advocate, or she just stays at whatever level she's comfortable uh, with and oh, has yeah. to be a side income. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, like, the possibilities, <laughs> you know, not, yeah. not like that, you know, whatever. But here's the thing is so I, th- I think between the two of us, we have a lot of experience creating a thing, going through all the trials and tribulations and monetizing. And I definitely want to get into that. Um, we, we want to talk about this stuff but we don't want to do what everyone else is doing like this is how you create a mailing list this is how you sign up for wordpress and whatever like we want to do like like mailing list is always your it's literally (laughs) always the one the example (laughs) it's just like you know what you do you go to mailchimp.com and you create an account mailchimp or like how today we're going to teach you how to edit a value in the wordpress database (laughs) log into php my admin and then Leave the computer. <laughs> no, no one wants to do Quit that. Quit your job. Just move to Mexico. Sit on a beach. Don't so, worry about it. <laughs> so look, like if you want, uh, we're going to talk about this stuff. And what we want to know is like what you like, why you, if you're interested, why you haven't started yet, or like what you know, you have something, but you're not making any money. You know, but people are coming. You know, what can you do? Like, ask us some questions, and and we'll put some episodes together for it. Like, pick our yeah. brains. And so what I want to know, well, mm. you probably want to know this too, but what I want to know is, you know, if you're going to ask a question, tell us what your goal is. Like, like how many of you want to build this into a business that eventually eclipses your full-time income and becomes your thing? Like Andrew, how many just want kind of a side thing to bring in some extra cash and maybe be like, it'd be a hobby thing. You know, I want to know like what portion of the audience wants to do this and in what capacity they want to do it in, because that can help us sort of know who we're speaking to yeah and, and i don't think I'll, everyone I'll, wants to be jd rockefeller here and and i think and i think you have to like think of it so so much smaller and, and i'll give you the tease which i think will excite quite a few people i started listing my matters in december 2012 meaning like i registered the domain name i didn't do much work after that so all of 2013 all of 2014 so like two years and in december of 2014 
uh, income wise, Listen Money Matters made two thousand dollars. So um, it took two years to get there, you know, and a lot of blood, sweat, tears. Um, I would do it all. How I much think blood? I, I was. Hey, dude, look at my arm. My cat beats me up, man. She's. she's I'm. I'm not. I don't pity you at all. <laughs> Anna's cat is like a little scratch monster, but I, I, I don't care because I like playing with her. So I just kind of have nicks all over my arms. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're playing. We're playing, and all of a sudden, like the razor blades come out. I'm like that was yep. so not fair. <laughs> like I was playing with you, not trying to kill you. Yeah, I don't get cats. They go from like cuddly to I'm gonna kill you in like a second. There's no in between. Here's the thing is for, for $2,000 and like for a lot of people, uh, especially like if they're living over where you are in Iowa, you could completely exist on $2,000. Like that could be, yep. and then you could just like chill. Like how cool would it be just to like do a, a thing where you work from home, do whatever you want. Like, and, and it's so possible. Um, we're not going to tell you how to create WordPress accounts and shit mm-hmm. like that. We're going to tell you how to monetize it and actually get your ass to $2,000 uh thomas uh is way beyond that and we're gonna work and fix his stuff up so you know if you have spare time and you're watching american idol like maybe you should not watch american idol and just take that two hours a week and build something and then maybe like eclipse your existing income Mm -hmm. or or i don't know is that is Mm -hmm. that like am i too teasing it it's like a get rich quick thing uh I, I don't know, man. What does it sound like? Get rich quick to you? It's like get I rich quickly get in rich two years. Slow. Yeah, two years, lots of work. Um, you know the the freelance union or something like that. I was reading something. They say by uh, twenty, like twenty or whatever, forty percent of the U.S. workforce will be freelancers. I'm wondering if that's like an uplifting statistic or a really depressing one. I, like, I, is that because companies are just going to force everyone to be contractors so they don't have to pay health insurance, or is it because everyone's going to have a side hustle? I, don't I know. think everyone's. I think it's going to become more. Everyone is going to have to have some mm. side thing because, uh, you know, with all the technology and enhancements and productivity, they just need less people to pick up heavy rocks, less people yeah. to, you know, organize the card catalog and the library and. You know, that it's only the beginning. So I think like to start now makes sense because you know what? If in five years it's going to be like that, if you started now in five years, you'll actually be making money. Yeah. So I guess uh, I want to leave it with one thought. And Mm. this isn't really about having a side hustle or making money. But the like one of my core values that I had going into college was that I never wanted to like only have a specific skill set that pigeonholed me into one job because mm-hmm. if they can me from that job I don't want to be like oh I'm screwed like, or if the job becomes obsolete you know I want to be like cool I have skill sets in multiple different areas I could easily move into something else if I needed to I want to have contingency plans built into what I'm able to do and side stuff has really helped me do that you know mm. like before CIG was my business, it was just something that was helping me to write better, speak better, uh, reach out to people better, design better, code better. Like all these things sort of uh, improved in my skill sets just by virtue of doing the work. And, you know, I guess my, my idea was that if I can't get a job in IT, I can get a job in writing probably, or I can get a job in something involving any of these skill sets I'm building. So I guess just think about like what is it that you like to do? Is there a way you can make money on it? And 
you know, whether or not the money is substantial, the, the act of going through the, you know, doing the work is probably going to make you, it's, it's going to pay off in different ways. It forces you to like, learn. Yeah. It expands you as a person. That's what, that's what I like about it, to be honest. You know. I'll tell you what. I will throw them one, one bone because I, I don't want to talk about mailing bones. lists. In fact, I, wait, what? <laughs> you already threw them some bones. <laughs> I threw a few bones. But see, I don't want to tell them how to do a mailing list and like create an account, whatever. You, and because this is because whatever, I realize that you uh, have this really successful and awesome guide on your site where you suggest people get started with, you know, like you should have an online presence. You should figure this stuff out, but like maybe start with a personal brand as like, uh, like an online resume or something like that. And, you know, mm. branch from there. So what's the address for that? Cause you, cause you tell them how to create all of this stuff. You have like an Epic guide. It's like step-by-step step and. Oh yeah. You know, the personal website guide. Mm. Yeah. That's just build a personal website.com and just redirects over to it. There you go. See, yeah. we, we now know Thomas has two web addresses. Oh, right? I got more than two. two. Have you ever talked about like the, you know, in, I think in the finishing what we started episode, we talked about how many domains we own. Oh, yeah. I've I, let some go. I've let a, a, a good amount go. See. But yeah. Yeah, I just kept that one because it's more convenient to say than like www.mywebsite slash dash 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 <laughs> Morse code. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's there, you know, if you want to make some sort of presence for yourself. But, um, you know, in the future, I just I kind of want to get the perspective of, of you know, where everyone's coming from. Like, mm. what do you want to do? Do you want to make a side thing and keep it small? Do you want to learn how to scale things into a business? Like, what is, uh, you know, what is your, your goal here? Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, let's, let's, like, help you, like, learn some stuff. Do something cool. Like, I love talking about Listen My Matters, like, aside from whatever, because it's just, like, a fun thing. And, like, well, how about you make some money, like, also? Because that's the fucking point of at least this podcast. (laughs) Yay, money. Yeah, making money means you have to be less frugal, which Mm. I do like. (laughs) Because I do like drinking beer on the podcast (laughs) instead of water. Dude, so so drinking beer on Listen My Matters, my first, uh, or my, my web development company the name was code drink I really was like, yeah yeah and, and there was like a martini glass it was like the logo so everything i do is related to alcohol apparently or porn <laughs> <laughs> wow i am just in like the haven of morality here <laughs> seriously most straight edge podcast <laughs> all right well, you think we, we covered it pretty well? I think that's pretty good, yeah. I think I'm going to be jumping on a, another podcast for my show real quick here. So let me round it out with the outro. So, hey, if you got questions or you want to let us know what your goals are for if you want to build a side hustle of some sort, uh, email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And you can also get involved with the show. Either subscribe to get the new episodes delivered Monday, Wednesday, and Friday or find other ways to get involved over at listenmoneymatters.com slash involved. And and Hi. real quick, if you haven't checked already, by the time this goes live, uh, the new design will already be released, and it is incredible. It it is like you could actually search the site. Oh. It's like you could filter the podcast page. You could. It's awesome. There there are free courses. So if you haven't already, check that out. Is this your public declaration then? Yeah, this is my public declaration, and it will be <laughs> nine days after it actually happens. But, Looks uh, like it's crunch time for you then. Yeah, I, I'm so All close right. right now, dude. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see the final thing. 
All right. Hey, if you also want to leave a review and rating on iTunes, that helps bump the show up the rankings in iTunes. I said iTunes twice. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to read one right, right now from Happy Frappy One, who just says, very informative, covers a wide range of topics. Great podcast. Thanks for that review, man. Uh, hey, if you want to leave a review, we will love you forever. And also, if you want to find our favorite money management resources, budgeting tools, ways to earn more money, productivity stuff, books that we recommend, you can go over to listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox, which I imagine will also be getting a, a facelift in the future here mm. by Andrew. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for hanging out with us, and we will see you in the next episode. Later, Andrew. Later, man. Please tell your friends about this show.